This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, October 16th. I'm Gavin McGough. And I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, County Clerk Van Dam resigns. Patrick Berry steps down from Mountain Village Town Council. Measuring up the ballot. Issue 5B. And a mountain weather forecast. But first... Emergency personnel responded to a two-vehicle accident on Highway 62 near Dallas Divide on Sunday. According to the San Miguel County Sheriff's Office, three individuals were involved in the crash. The driver of one vehicle was flown to St. Mary's Hospital in Grand Junction with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. The other driver was taken by ambulance to Montrose Regional Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. A passenger was assessed on the scene and released. Highway 62 was closed for approximately four and a half hours. Personnel from the San Miguel County Sheriff's Office, Telluride Fire Protection District, Ure County Sheriff's Office, and Colorado State Patrol responded to the multi-agency incident. San Miguel County Clerk Stephanie Van Dam is stepping down. She has served in the clerk's department since 2007. Speaking in her office, right at the front of the county courthouse, Van Dam recalls she walked into a job in the clerk's office with the motor vehicle department. I had left a job. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And it seemed like, you know, just a good thing to jump into for a part-time basis. Van Dam loved the work and she stayed for 15 years. In 2019, she took the helm at the office when voters elected her into the clerk position, which is charged with running elections in the county as well as issuing marriage licenses, vehicle registrations, and collecting property records. Soon after taking office, Van Dam remembers 2020. Brought on COVID and one of our most inspected elections, our group of elections uh, ever. Um, So all of that was a... We'll just say it was a surprise and it was a big challenge. Uh, And I'm really proud of the way our staff handled it and the way I handled it um, and the way our community handled all of it. Van Dam was reelected to the clerk's position just last year and her four-year term would take her through 2026. But citing family obligations and personal reasons, Van Dam will step down effective January 5th, 2024. The county commissioners are charged with selecting a clerk to serve out the remainder of Van Dam's term. Recognizing that 2024 will bring primary contests and a packed election season, she says the office is in the capable hands of her staff and feels confident the commissioners will appoint a clerk who can continue the county's stellar election record. Reflecting today on her resignation, county commissioners praised Van Dam's dedication and integrity. For her part, Van Dam says she's grateful. I would just like to say thank you to all the residents of San Miguel County, um, you know, for trusting me enough to put me in this position uh, and also for being a, you know, great group of people to serve. Uh, I hope to serve them in another capacity in the future. The last months of Van Dam's tenure will be spent overseeing 2023's state-coordinated election, which takes place on November 7th. She will then make arrangements for the 2024 primary season before passing off the reins to her appointed successor. Patrick Berry is stepping down from his position on Mountain Village Town Council, effective Monday, October 16th. I just want to thank everybody for trusting me 
to be on town council and I hope they understand the decision didn't come easy to to drop off. It was done with a lot of consideration, but I felt like it was the right choice. Barry is leaving the position to take a job as the CFO for the La Plata Electric Association. He says it's nice synergy with why he ran for council in the first place. I ran for council because I was really concerned about climate change and making an impact there. And this is an opportunity to get involved at a real impactful level. Barry was first elected to Mountain Village Town Council in 2017. He was re-elected in 2021. The first time he ran was to make an impact in the community. I felt like I was maybe complaining about some things and I kind of got to the point where it's like, well, that doesn't do anybody good and it doesn't do you any good. Get out and make an impact if you're really, really so upset or passionate about certain things. And Climate change and and renewables and sustainability efforts are a big piece of uh, of why I ran. Barry points to his work with the Colorado Communities for Climate Action as a highlight in his tenure, along with bringing fiber to Mountain Village homes and updating the IT department. He says he's been proud to represent the working individuals of Mountain Village. There are a lot of people that work around here, and I won't say folks don't look out for them, but it's easy to take a different perspective if you're not working a full-time job. So I'm going to misrepresenting my, my neighbors and the community. He shares big appreciation for the staff of Mountain Village and encourages everyone to get involved in local government. If you have a lot of complaints about, you know, what a certain decision being made, you should run for, you should run for office. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to sit in the cheap seats, but get out and make an impact. While Barry is leaving his role on town council and his job at the Telluride Ski and Golf Resort, he notes his family will be staying in in the community. My spouse, my life partner, Megan, is still going to be running Rockies and Rainbow, which I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like most people were concerned more about that than me necessarily getting off town council. I had somebody calls about, y'all aren't leaving, Megan can't leave. Mountain Village Town Council will appoint a new member to fill the remaining two years of Barry's term. Those interested in serving must be registered Mountain Village voters and submit a letter of interest to mvclerk at mtnvillage.org by 5 p.m. on Wednesday, November 8th. Town Council will appoint a new member at its November 16th meeting. On Mondays in the run-up to the November election, KOTO News will be covering this year's ballot initiatives. This week, we have a profile of ballot measure 5B, a bond measure from the Norwood School District, asking voters to approve a $10.2 million bond measure to address critical infrastructure needs. We have buildings that were built in 58, 1958, 1968, and 1997. And the specifically the 68 and 58 buildings are really starting to fall around us. That's Todd Bittner, superintendent of the Norwood School District. This bond is about the future, the long-term continued future for the Norwood Public Schools. And we know that this is a large ask for our community, but it's an essential ask. Bittner notes the current building is getting past the point of repair. We've, we've had waters coming through our ceilings. We've got walls pulling off of the main structure and the repairs no longer are fixing the issues. So when spring comes and I have water tumbling down in my hallways, I have grave concerns about how long that kind of process can last. They've done repair after repair after repair. And at some point, you kind of have to bite the bullet and just do it. 
And that's what we're doing. The bond will go towards building a whole new school for the district. That would mean that we would put a pre-kindergarten through 12th grade school all in one location, locating at the end of Market Street in, in Norwood. We would change our location and look for local community partners to take advantage of our current property and really kind of move the community forward. According to Bittner, the $10.2 million is only a portion of what it will take to actually build a new school. For the rest, the district is looking to the state. We've applied for what's called a BEST grant. They've asked us to meet our bonding capacity. So that bonding capacity for Norwood as of January 2023 was $10.2 million. We asked for a total project of around $69 million. They agreed that if we could come up with $10 million, they'd give us $59 million. We feel very strongly, based upon our scoring from that best, that we would be able to actually, if we can get our bond passed, go back to best in January and say, listen, our community has made this commitment. If the Norwood School District does not get the best grant from the state, the bond measure will not go into effect. When it comes to cost for the taxpayer, Bittner says the increase will depend on whether a property is commercial, private, or agriculture. For a corporate or a commercial property, it's about $378 per $100,000 for their commercial property. For agriculture, it gets more complicated. Depending on the type of property that you have will determine how much your property taxes are going to be. So it gets really, really complicated because do you have irrigated? Is it dry land? What's the quality of the dry land? What's the quality of the irrigated land? All of those things go into categories, classes, and subclasses. While he's spent his career in education, Bittner says the goal of the new building is about more than the classes that take place in it. In a small rural community, the school is the hub. There is no larger meeting space. There is no other place in which our community can meet indoors they should have a safe place for them to be. So for us, that's why we laid and established this plan to make sure that there was longevity. Because when you put a new building in, a new building is built to last 50 to 75 years. I think the folks knew that in 1968 when they put our building in. It just just happens to be our time. Ballot measure 5B comes before Norwood voters in the November 7th election. This story is part of KOTO's election coverage. Find an archive of all our election coverage at kotoorg slash 2023-election-coverage. The Telluride School District is considering changing the location of the Saw Pit School bus pickup and drop-off. According to the school district, due to high levels of traffic in the area, the district is considering moving pickup and drop-off to the west pull-out entrance, where Blake Avenue and Hart Street meet Highway 145. The current location is next to the Sawpit Mercantile. The school district is looking for input from the public on the potential change. Those with comments can email carmenpoteet at cpoteet at telluride.k12.co.us. A rare solar eclipse dimmed the skies over southwest Colorado this weekend, including at Mesa Verde National Park. 
As Chris Clements of KSJD reports for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, NASA scientists and park rangers were on hand during the celestial event as a resource for the public. Mesa Verde National Park was close to the direct path of the eclipse as it wound its way across the western hemisphere on Saturday. The eclipse's ring of fire, when the moon covers the sun to its fullest extent, happened at 10.33 a.m. local time and lasted for more than three minutes. Tim Livengood is an assistant research scientist at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Seeing this variation in something that so totally governs our lives as the sun and briefly being covered up is a substantial change (laughs) in our experience of the universe. The eclipse was also seen in other parts of the western U.S., including Texas and the Pacific Northwest. For KSJD, I'm Chris Clements. For years, some Navajo Nation elected officials have tried and failed to repeal parts of the Diné Marriage Act that prohibit legal recognition of same-sex marriages. Advocates are trying again this year. But as Clark Adamitis of KSUT and KSJD reports for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, there is still resistance to same-sex marriage in Window Rock. Same-sex marriage has been illegal on the Navajo Nation since 2005. This year, council members are sponsoring a bill that would reverse the ban. The Nabikiyati Committee contains all 24 members of tribal council. So Thursday's meeting was the first time the strength of the opposition was evident in council chambers. As delegates, we're caught in the middle. During discussion of the legislation, Delegate Danny Simpson called the decision, quote, very sensitive. We had some of our constituents supporting this legislation and some of our constituents not supporting this legislation. I have to uh, respect that. Following discussion, six members of the committee voted in favor of legalizing same-sex marriage. Thirteen voted to table the bill. Three members were absent. Several opponents also suggested that Navajo people should decide the issue with a ballot referendum. I expected that there were going to be tabling. I expected that they were going to request for a referendum. Councilmember Eugenia Charles-Newton is co-sponsor of the bill. I think there was just a lot of delegates who were scared to make a stand, whether it's for it or against it. The future of same-sex marriage legislation is uncertain, and the bill sponsors have agreed to further discussions at a work session within the next 30 days. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low near 40 degrees. Tuesday should bring sunny skies, a high near 65, and windy conditions followed by a clear night with a low in the mid-30s. Wednesday, expect more sun and a high in the mid-60s, followed by a clear night with a low around 40 degrees. This has been the news for Monday, October 16th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.